Manzi and Tros. All right, what's up? What's up with you, brother from another mother? I'm waiting to say that. I really wanted to say that today. You've been thinking about that? I, been, well, I, was, I was thinking about it five minutes ago, and I, I was thinking to myself, you know what, the hardest part for me in the show, honestly, guys, when you started off and I knew, like, you asked me, like, what's up? Like, I, I don't know what to say sometimes. And, and you thought the best option today would be, what's up, brother from another mother? I thought either that or sister from another mister. Ah. Uh, I just thought we kind of... Kind of like that one a little better. It's got a little more flair. I agree. Brother from another mother is kind of a handful, too. Oh, uh, mouth, sorry, mouthful. Um, if you say it fast. Sister, mister is easier for sister, you. Sister, mister. Brother, mother, sister, mister. Sister, mister. It's like uh, easy off the tongue. S's can be troubling for some people, though. They can be. But not for you, obviously. Not for me. No, no, I love S's. You know, I, I, um, S's you and love I, S's. I don't love S's. I don't love S's. I like S's. Okay. Um... I, 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 we uh, go. We um, they agree with me. You know. There you go. That's what yeah. I'm gonna put. Okay. I gotta stop. You know. You know those people who like say love too much. Are you one of them? Like the other day, I was at lunch with my friend, our friend Mary Spillane. Sure. And she told me she loved me. I'm like Mary. Like love is a pretty strong word. Are you sure you love me? She's like, yeah, I do. I'm like, I don't think you do. I mean, you tell me that all the time, and I have the same response. But I feel strongly about you. See, I don't know why. Because you're my best buddy. Well, who's my, my brother from another mother. <laughs> All right. Let's, um, let's talk. Sure. Um, let's talk. Let's talk. You know that today marks the year anniversary uh, of BC announcing that they were going remote for the rest of the semester last year. It does mark the one year anniversary. Are you going to celebrate? I'm celebrating tonight. Yeah, actually, I plan on it. Nice. <coughs> what are you going to do? I'm going to, um, I'm going to enjoy myself. I heard you, um, you know, ordered something. Oh, oh, yeah, so I actually did order a pizza. BC does this new thing where they deliver pizzas oh. right to your dorm. Oh. Um, it's pretty nice. Convenient. On, on the Get Mobile app. And the Get Mobile app. I love the Get Mobile app. Great app. You do love the Get Mobile app. And, you know, they charge it on your account. Is it true that you use the Get Mobile app? for, I don't know, between 10 and 30 minutes, I'm not going to assume time here, to order your meals for the entire week? I only did, okay, I know, I, so I, I, that is true, <laughs> but I've only, I only did this once, this just this one week, because a lot of times, like, I don't know, I just, it's almost nice to just get it all the way, and like, yeah, I guess that 10 minutes it took me was annoying, for the 10 minutes, but like, at least I don't have to think about lunch the rest of the week. That's true. And I love the dude, the Get Mobile stuff. is great. It's healthy. You can make it healthy. You can make it taste good. You can eat the bowls, the kale, and the chicken. Um, big fan. I know you don't get it as much. I I, uh, I lean towards the arugula and the spinach as opposed to the kale. Not a big kale guy. Not. I'm, I mean, maybe I'll warm up to it. I'm just not there yet. That's fair. I, I, I don't really taste it. It melds with the rest of it. Yeah. See, to me, spinach doesn't really have a taste. That's true. It's just kind of a leaf. Most of those leaf vegetables don't Arugula taste. has a sharp taste. Mm, that's true. Peppery. Yes. Right? So they say. I mean, I don't really get it. I don't taste it, and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of, a lot of pepper oh, on this. Pepper you know? cheese, yeah. But, I mean, I believe the people that say that, because they probably have credentials. But to me, yeah, I mean, it just has a distinguished taste. It's it's good. I don't good. It's like, I guess if you're, like, tired of, like, boring old lettuce tasting like water you know and you spice it up with some you literally spice it up with some arugula I guess um that's true but you like the salad right 
You like getting salad with the salmon? Yeah, so it's called the green. The greens, yeah. I get um, I get the spinach with the arugula as the base. Yeah. Sometimes I get quinoa in there. Yeah. Um, mm. If I'm like hungry, you know. If you need a little, little more filling, more usual. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and then I get cucumbers, peppers, carrots, tomatoes. Sometimes bacon, but I got it once and it kind of freaks me out because I saw how processed it was. So I haven't gotten that. In yeah, a while. it's little bits, right? Yeah, it's, mm. it's like those little bits that like. You ever, you ever heard of begging bacon? That, no. that stuff you give to your dog? It's like it's like these begging bacon. It's, it's like a, it's do- bacon for dogs. Yeah, you never seen that commercial? No. Oh. Maybe it's a Chicago thing. Maybe. But I've seen, no, but I've seen bacon snacks for dogs. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's called that. Yeah, yeah. There was one called like begging bacon. And yep. I, it was after I was eating it, I was like, wow, this is probably what begging bacon tastes like. Yeah. And then I stopped ordering it. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it has anything. No, it doesn't. You don't need it because the salmon is so flavorful. Yeah, I had it once because uh, based on your recommendation, and it was really good. They give you a lot of salmon. It's a lot more flavor than all the other proteins, in my opinion. Unless you go for the delicious popcorn chicken, but oh, but that's like cheat day. You got to try to. That's cheat day stuff. Yeah, of course. You so good. They, yeah, they do a good job with the popcorn chicken. I um with the what? The popcorn chicken. They do a good job with. Do it. they? I think so. Crispy. I value your opinion. What? What you say to me? I value your because opinion. I love food so much. Yeah. Ryan gets a little bothered sometimes. You're not bothered. Guy. He he let, he he knows recently that I always ask everyone what they got for lunch and dinner. I noticed a while ago. Cause, oh, he noticed a while ago, a while ago, and decided to finally mail to me the other day. And I told him it's because I want to live through you and, and eat and through you. Huh? It, it doesn't stop there though. Because we'll go to dinner. We always go to dinner together. Me, you, BK, and Ute. Yep. For pretty much every foursome, foursome. Sure. That is what people I've been hearing people call us. When we walk by people, the tables, like, like oh my god, I'm, I'm afraid. Holy shit! Intimidating, huh? But, especially BK, especially BK. That's true. He, his whole aura, it's like he's not scared of his own shadow. No, no. People are afraid of him. Yeah, that's yes. the misconception. Yes, but yes. So, so we'll come to dinner. We'll get to dinner, and let's say Will gets something that the three of us didn't get. So. So Will didn't get what the three of us got, right? Yeah. Will will automatically, I mean, sometimes before he even starts eating his own stuff, ask all of us, even before we might even take a bite, how whatever we got is. Like, for example, if I got the salmon, hey, how's the salmon tonight? You know? I always ask that. You have this tendency to always ask what, like, how our dinner is. Does that bother you? I just noticed that it, it's it's so consistent. It doesn't annoy you. No, I usually just look at you and I'm like, yeah, it's the same as always. Yeah, you, I I always you know what? I'll be honest with you. I know you'll never give me a good response because you probably figured it out by now, and you just you you always give me this so so response. I'm just, I just wait for you to ask, and then when you ask, I just look at you and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's like you don't purpose. You're you're a jerk. I mean, sometimes you ask me how the roll is. The roll is the roll. No, it's not true. It is. That's true. not true. I will I will stand on. It's a, either warm or it's not warm. That's it. So if you, I, if you I will, the temperature of the roll, no, just ask me the temperature listen, of the roll. no, there's sometimes a little more crunch, a little disagree. more give than usual. Agree to disagree. The fluffiness in the, inside the roll, there's a lot of different variables. See, this is why you should be a food critic, and I should not. I have a couple of reviews on Yelp. Do you? They're mostly negative reviews about McDonald's. About McDonald's? You love McDonald's. Oh, do I? Do I? You do. But the National McDonald's in years past, used to, uh, there's there's been some lackluster. The National McDonald's? Nashua, Nashua, uh, New Hampshire. Uh, Sorry. 
I shouldn't enunciate, but I've always had that problem. So what, ha what happened in that? Bad show? service um, one night. Actually, it was it was honestly a bad service over Walker's the course of think, several nights. I think everyone wants to hear. There was bad service over the course of several nights, and it finally got to my tipping point. I'm like, you know what? I'm writing a bad Yelp review about like, this, these like, nukes. Like, what was the bad service? Like, we waited at the drive-through line. We wait. We not at the, in the line. We waited at the like the like right at the speaker. Where you actually give your order. Right. We waited there for 20 minutes before someone even talked to us. Really? It was ridiculous. How and busy was it? Was it really busy? No, we were the only people there. That's the problem. Uh, the other issue is that the guy um, who works there, like, I have no, like, this is, like, I have no problem with the fact that he couldn't speak English. Like, I understand, but he couldn't speak English, so there was no way of communicating with him. Like at all, like at all, like like at all. That was and I, they sh if if you have a guy, if you have, I am all for employing someone who has is not a proficient English speaker. They should be working like the kitchen, not at the window, you know. And then the thirdly, their ice cream machine always broken for like a like a year long ice cream. That's like that's like a thing with all McDonald's supposedly though, right? Well, like you've you've seen those. Memes yeah, I have exactly. And this was but this was actually this it was me. It's actually frustrating. It was like from meme to reality, right? And right before my eyes, and I, I was so pissed. You can you guys can read it online. Go to go to the McDonald's in Ashwa on Yelp. You'll find my review because there's only like fifteen of them. Ah, yeah, I was a little ramble there. No, it's um, okay. No, it's I good. I want I wanted to you know. Work um, we talk about that a lot in a few of my classes. What? Uh, the uh, the assimilation of language in America. Yeah. And it's it's a very interesting topic. And because, well, I mean, everyone should be able to communicate with each other yeah. in, in a country, right? I mean, how else would you have yeah. stores and companies? You need the common language for that. Yeah. Yeah. You need it for the economy and just society in general. Just, yeah. But... America is this melting pot, right? We're supposed to have all these combinations of cultures. With culture comes language. As we discussed last so, week. So is it asking too much of immigrants to learn how to speak English? If, if, it, if that's too enduring or they're too old, is that too much of a problem? Or would they perhaps lose some of their mother tongue by picking up English and speaking that all the time? And by that, do they lose some of their culture and some of their identity? I don't think stuff. That's good. It's, it's a great point you bring up. I think that it comes down to the individual. You can. It is entirely a decision if you want to learn a language or not. But you. But if you choose that to not, you you're doing that. You're doing that knowing that it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to survive, and that ends up being your fault ultimately. I mean, if I went. So you think it's just like a choice thing? I think it's a choice. I don't think anyone should so, be obligated to, but it does, you, should, you have to understand it's going to make life difficult. Right. Uh, obviously, right? Yeah, I mean, just for obvious reasons. I mean, just imagine, I don't know, even coming on campus here, you know, I mean, and just trying to work your way around not speaking English would be difficult. It's, and, and it's especially considering Americans are notorious for, like, only speaking one language. Right. You know? and, so. and to follow up on that, how do you feel about about... If, like, an American were to say, well, it's America, you should learn English, what do you think about that? Sounds kind of, it's condescending. There are, a lot, there are a lot of Americans that actually feel that way, I, I believe. Um, that if you're coming to America, oh, you have to learn our values, you have to speak our language, you have to do things our way. A, and that's where a lot of tension, I think, is created. I, I think there's a better way to put it than that. Oh, I mean, there definitely is. Like, I get where they're coming from, obviously. It's some sort right, of it's, it's pride. Like, yeah. And and more than that, I think it's like like you're coming to our country and inconveniencing us with your other languages 
like don't come over here and create problems for me uh, i think that's kind of what they're coming from with yeah but it's so much more complex than that because mm. no one ever no one ever says this in the conversations i just kind of keep it in my head but it's like we're the first country to ever do this right it's true yeah i mean we're the first country to i mean basically be home to so many different cultures and people from all across the world i mean you go in i mean you can go into i mean it depends on your institution depends on where you're from and stuff but you can go into class when a new class and people are from all different kinds of countries speak different languages everything you know yeah you're not going to find that in any other country in the world yeah we definitely like have um, like probably if i had to guess the highest percentage of people who are like only like third generation of Right. American, you know, like yeah, there's, yeah, a recent, yeah. there's a recent immig- immigration wave. Definitely, definitely the most, I mean, I would like to think the most diverse country in the world. 100%. The, the, it's and, not even close. And the far. first country that's really experimenting with that, how all kind of like, oh yeah, come over, it doesn't matter what kind of culture you are, let's see how this plays yeah, out. Yeah. And so by being the first example, I can see how everything's not going as perfectly, you know what I mean? Like, there's no precedent. There's, there's a lot of pressure on America to like be this prime example for the rest of the world. But you can't expect perfection. Because no one else has to do with it. Right. At least on the level that we do. Um, and, and no one has, has had to before. So we're kind of just, um, you know. We're on our own here. Um, exactly. Because, you know, and, and, and honestly, like, not only is immigration still going on today, Right. I mean, obviously, COVID makes that difference. Like, but pre-COVID, immigration was still going on at a decent rate today. But like, it's not. It wasn't too long ago in the grand scheme of things that we had hundreds of thousands of Europeans, and that's why people are second generation. Yeah, exactly. Generation. So it's it's still new. It's still new. And um, it is, and and it's difficult. And it's difficult for everyone. And that's why there's so much tension today. You know, yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. At least I think it's a big part of the divide in America. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I agree. People, yeah, I don't know. That's definitely, that's probably why we, I mean, it seems like we've had to deal with the most sort of race tension. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Um, race violent, race violence, racial violence, like social uh, inequality. It seems like that happens more prevalently here but that's just a it's just a product of in the unique state of our and because of all the stuff that's going on in the u.s us americans us american students not you don't have to be american to be no, american no, student, yeah, exactly but, but to be a student at, in a college in america means you're learning about all this stuff right and you're you're receiving all this knowledge about racism systemic racism sure. all this stuff sure. And today in German class, actually, we were talking about something related to this. And my German teacher didn't really know, like, she had never discussed religious privilege. She she hadn't discussed, um, like, disability privilege. She's native to Germany? She is. Okay. She had never discussed privileges other, like, she's obviously heard white privilege. Yeah. But she, she didn't know what Catholic privilege was. She didn't know what disability privilege was. Like, she 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 had never learned about any of that in her studies or in her home home country because it's not there yeah i mean they're all white christians in germany i mean that's just what it is obviously they're getting an influx of immigration from syria and turkey and what have you but 
for the most part, they never had to worry about that. And that's why they're not being educated on it. And it's just really interesting to see the differences there. So do you think we should be educating, or no, not we, but do you think on an international level, people should be getting educated on this stuff despite it not occurring in their country? I because think, that, I think it'd be smart. To prevent, because like I said, there's this, there's this wave of immigration from Syria, Turkey, um, coming into Germany. And I'm just using it as an example because I yeah. know about it. Um, and they're not Christians. They're not white. Yeah. They look different. They speak different languages. You know what I mean? It's it's a culture shock for a lot of these Germans. And and there's definitely tension there. And I know I know there was a lot of political strife over um, do we keep our borders open? Do how many people are we letting in? You know, stuff like that. And it's just interesting because if they could learn from us and how we handle it and how we handle it poorly yeah. most of the time, then maybe they can prevent that political tension and divide that is inevitable now over there. Yeah. And I think that's going to happen in every country. I mean, maybe not every country. You think it's going to happen? I, th I, don't mean, I think so. I, I mean, don't you think all countries are going to eventually have more than a culture than just their own? No, no, I I'm saying inevitable. I think that's going to happen, but do you think, do you think, every, con do you um, think every country will actually implement it? Uh, no. So, yeah, no, right? No, I doubt it. Idiotically. But who's even... It's all. It's it's well. It's up to the discretion of the individual countries. I mean, I mean there's no. There's no. There's not. There's not that much of an influential, um, like overarching, like right. And uh, it's and it's not like it's like, not like our government is like, hey, you got to teach this in class. It's kind of just what it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and think about it. Like our parents, they didn't go to school and they didn't have like, or they didn't have social media or school or any kind of thing like that where they were learning about things like mm, this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just interesting to see the the difference between countries and countries' values and priorities and stuff. You know, it is, it is, it very, is. very. Interesting. I like that. You got some good insights there, buddy. Well, I'm just a product of my environment. <laughs> well, that's the whole point, right? We're all products of our environment. I guess so. Um, are you are you a nature or a nurture guy? You know what I mean? Like, does that mean like like are you? Like, let's say, like, nature's kind of just like, oh, like, it's all innate. Like, you were born with, you were born with, like, this personality, and and you were born with the ability to be able to do this when you're older and all that stuff. Like, everything was kind of, like, you're a product of your parents, and you were, you were just born like that, and that's just who you are. Nurture is more like, no, like, it's you're a product of how you were raised, you're a product of your school, you're a product of... Like it kind of takes yeah. away the it kind of takes away like a individuality. Like, yeah, and like a spirituality kind of thing too. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I my my take on that would be I don't think there there's any one person who's just who just was naturally this way, right? Or who was just nurtured to be this way. It's a combination. But you gotta lean like there's things you're yeah. predisposed to certain things based on your gene your genes. Sure. But the nurturing can sort of push you one way or the other. And I hear a lot of. Well, obviously, it's nurture, right? Like, you're just a product of your environment. Like, I kind of just said, like, oh, like, obviously, you're going to act based on how you were raised, the manners and stuff that you were taught. But at the same time, you were born white in America. So, like, already, you're at this point in your life and you're at this point in society where you can't change your color and you can't change this, these privileges that you were born with. And maybe that's how you act based on that. You know and what I mean? And that's nature. Exactly. Because you, mm. you're born with that physical there's already there's already is, it's well in our society it's advantageous to be born that way it is um, and, but like that's the thing though is like 
And I think that's where the nature versus nurture thing comes in, because most people would say nurture, right? Like, you know, it's how you're raised. It's where you go to school. You know what I mean? Like, see, but would they say? Would they? No, because you just brought so. the great point. Because, but I think but, now, but nowadays we talk about a lot of the nowadays, time. Nowadays, when you talk about when you talk about being born a certain color, being born from a certain background, and it, it has all these privileges associated with it, or lack of, then you start to talk about okay, maybe it really is nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think before that kind of came into discussion, a lot of people were leaning towards nurture. I think I'll say this: nurture is more about like your personal, like nurture maybe is like more like your personal attributes. Nature has more to do with like your success in the world, your your like your ability to like um, vertically ascend to. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like so, like I feel like you are nurtured based on influences in the home, your siblings, your parents, like. That you, your personality is nurtured. Like I don't think you were born with a like. I think you're born with a blank slate in terms of like your personality, so you personal attributes. Success is based on. But I think that unfortunately, a lot of time, a, a success might be more based on things of of natural causes. Like I, like me personally, I, honest to God, like I feel like I haven't worked that hard yet in my life. And there are people who have probably worked five billion times as hard as I have but because of the color of my freaking skin I'm here at Boston College and I feel like I'm in an advantageous position and I'm going to be successful but not because I've worked hard not because I, and I was nurtured like but then there's a but then there's there's an, I wasn't it wasn't like I was neglected neglected yeah. it just like it Obviously, just happens to be yeah, right. no no it just happens to be the nature part of it and that's, that has yeah, to do with success a bigger component is is given to the nature part of but then I look at my here. yeah but then I look at my personality and I think while well, like I'm like all parts of my mom, my dad, and my brothers. Like, I, I'm like a, I'm like a, a melting pot of them. Yeah, you take some things from a little bit. So of I this, think there's like separate that. aspects that can be attributed to nature versus nurture. That's a good. That's a good take. Thanks. It's a good perspective. Yeah. Because um, I think I think that a lot of the time that is true, right? So it's like, and I know uh, in high school we talked about this. I think it was my junior senior year. Like ninety percent or like eighty five percent of your predicted income. When you're older, is like based on your parents' income. Is it? Is it give us eighty percent, like eighty-five or ninety percent of mm, it is yeah. based on your parents' income. Same thing with like political values, which I think is changing now with the younger generations. Yes, definitely. But I think the income thing is still true for the most part. I think the income thing is the. Uh, I, I I hope. Well, I hope the income thing will change. I think right. as you as you should. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think yeah. it's it's hard. like the earlier on you are, like in like. Look, as I as we'll go back to the immigration thing, you know, we're pretty we're pretty close, relatively speaking, to like our first like the first generation of people living in America. Exactly, and it takes a little bit of time to kind of takes a lot of time, or, or depending it's case by case, but typically it takes a lot of time. Um, because as we move way farther and farther, generation by generation, I think that number of the income um, that the income number uh, percentage will go I down. Ho hopefully, as time goes on, ho hopefully it'll go down. Time heals all wounds. Huh? I mean, that's what they say. But who's they? Nobody knows. And it's weird. Everyone always says that's what they say. They said this. My my grandmother, my meme, uh -huh. she's always saying they said this. My meme, like who's they? The who TV. Uh, meme, come on. She means the people. She means the people. I don't know. She but knows. who are the people? But she knows that she like throws out facts. I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I'm sure that someone said that, but like you can't say they. You gotta say like, like she means like I don't know, like the, like CNN, the, yeah, someone, someone, something she read. Some news person said it. The, uh, the they thing. The person on the news said it. Yeah. You know, like, DJ Khaled says, uh, stay away from they. Ah. Because they're the haters. 
Right. Uh, yeah, you got to stay away the, from the haters. The, they are the detractors. They tell me, you can't do this, you can't do that. And uh, I believe it was James Franco who said they hate us because they ain't us. Mm. It's true, James Franco. Kind yeah. of a bad guy. Is he? What did he do? Yeah, me too. To oh, he did. Yeah. Wow. David too or just James? No, just James. David's just kicking. James, though. David is far more handsome. I think we can both agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm both pretty handsome. Well, yeah, James is, like, charming. James is more famous. David's more, more accomplished. like... David's more, like, uh, like out there attractive. Yeah, I yeah. Think he, James is more, like, yeah. low-key charming and will, like, exactly. impress your parents, you know? Well, yeah, because he, he gives out that vibe. Exactly. He's he at the peak of his powers. He comes off the... He, he came off the Oscar nomination for that movie um, about... Oh, what the heck's the name of the movie? About what? He was like a, it was like based on a true story, some guy who, you know, I'm not going to get, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. Basically, he was nominated for an, an Oscar for Best Actor, didn't Which get it. Which is a big deal. Huge deal. He's, ha- he's having a very, to the pinnacle of the success of his acting career and this, these allegations get thrown on him and he, he's been pretty much mum since. And have you heard about these accusations on uh, New York Governor Cuomo? Oh, I've heard all about him. Yeah. Uh, it's a sixth allegation, I believe, came out yesterday or today. Really? Apparently, yeah, this one had more substance than the others. Uh, yeah, he's a real. I mean, I'm sure you've seen. Have you seen some of the videos that they've had of him? No. There are a couple of videos of him, like just being weird to some chick at a restaurant. Like Biden weird, or like worse? Oh, definitely worse. No, no, no. It's not. Biden's almost like I'm an old man. Like I'm an old man. I'm just gonna lean like, on your shoulder. I just almost like don't even know. Him. Like I don't even. I don't even. I don't think this is weird. Yeah. He, Cuomo, like, dude, he definitely, he's, I feel like he's self-aware enough. Right. Uh, and you hear all I mean, these allegations. Yeah, he's a very, he's a very, I don't know, intelligent He's an intelligent person. man. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I never really liked him that much. This kind of just says to me, well, I guess that it kind of validated yeah. my opinion anyway. And apparently he lied about some, like, COVID numbers or something. Oh, yeah, he, uh, well, that's he, what, like, I think it started with, with him fudging the numbers and, and then this came out, out. And he came out with a book. On himself. Oh, he's a bullshitter. Like in fall, in the fall. Yeah, but apparently a, it was like illegal to do that. He was getting all the credit in the beginning. So he's under a lot of heat right now. Mm, he should be. One might say he's on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, baby. But but, um, but then he won't resign. He came out with a bogus yeah, apology. Yeah, what do you think is going to come out? What do you think is going to come of this? Nothing. He. I mean, he doesn't. He'd have to be impeached. I just don't. It's not impeachable. There, you don't think so? Well, he hasn't done. He, I don't. I don't think there's no rape allegations. I don't think there's any sexual assault allegations. I think it's like sexual like harassment. Con- or, there's like a certain word for sexual it. misconduct, maybe. Yeah. Something. I don't think that because it's all hearsay as well. Right. I, I don't think it has to be under his own volition, which he's already said he's not going to do. Yeah. I think it would take a continued influx of these of these allegations. Yeah. Like like and then he, and he's gonna be like, well, it's overwhelming. I have I can't I can't it's it's, it's a distraction. And I thought he already is a distraction. What do you think of you you know how his brothers on CNN? <sighs> oh, this just gets me pissed. Have you have you heard about how like he chose not to like report on it and stuff? Yeah, you know why that's BS, right? Yeah, so apparently he reported on him when he was like doing really well with yeah. the COVID package or something. Or? Yeah, that's well, during COVID he'd have him on when he was yeah when when he was getting a cl- when when he was yeah he's the governor of New York right and he was getting like praised for the job right. he was doing there. People were like run for president. Yeah, I yeah, know. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> People were high on Governor Cuomo. To, to me, it was a big narrative thing. I don't think sure. he, was, he wasn't doing any, like personally he wasn't doing anything I, that I, extraordinary. Uh, he was just doing his job. Right. To God. Yeah. And, right. and his brother Chris. Uh-huh. Who's awesome? I think he. I am gonna go on a limb here. That guy's a douchebag. I don't even wow. care. No, he comes on the air and he sounds. He's condescending. Wow. He's like, he's like, 
I don't like like the people. I actually, I the, actually watched him yesterday or the day before, and he he did seem kind of setting. He like, is up. just because he was like, he's you know what? I don't care if this is how you think. Like this is what you should. I don't know. It was really, it was really I, weird. I think he's. Th- Tucker Carlson's equal. I don't think that these these. That, I, don't th- I don't think the liberal news media can sit there and say like, Tucker Carlson's this awful guy. Have you listened to Cuomo? He's just as bad. In the Tucker way he- Carlson is the best of Fox News too. Oh, yeah, and that's exactly that's saying something. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I honestly don't mind Tucker Carlson. Well, I don't mind Tucker Carlson either. I'm just saying the same problems. Like the people can't have an issue with him and then listen to that guy every night. Yeah, I don't know. C- I, I, CNN, I think, if you compare that with Fox News, obviously they're both very biased. Yes. Very biased. I think CNN is just more secretive about it. Like they won't like on Fox News, they'll be like, "Oh, this is dumb. This is stupid." Yeah, they're pretty like. I hate so and so. But on CNN, they'll be like, "Oh, like I don't really like that." You know what I mean? Like they kind of throw it under. They're trying to like maintain this this perception of yeah. uh, uh, yeah, we're like a we're a objective news source. We're because we're, right. they because they that's historically they've been they've been like considered that. Nowadays, they're not at all. Right. But, Thanks yeah, so. I agree. They're not as upfront about it. Right. Which, and, and I think that's the only difference. I think they're just as biased as one another. It's just Fox is blunt about it, and they're like, whatever, this is what we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, um, but going back to the Cuomo... Right. So I was actually going to say, I don't mind Cuomo saying he won't report on his brother when things were getting tested. Because think about that. Like, your, your brother is the governor, and he's doing really well. Hey, why don't you come on, on my show... Cuomo at night, or I don't know what the heck his show is called. You know what I mean, though. And then, oh crap, shit! It's the fan. All of a sudden, I'm assuming his brother had no idea about this stuff beforehand. I'm, I'm just assuming. You can't make that assumption. I'm gonna make that assumption. I, I don't know. They seem pretty close. I mean, what you either don't make the assumption, or you make Fine, the assumption. You can, we're we're operating under the assumption that he didn't yeah, know. We do that math all the time. We assume crap. Yeah. I'm just gonna choose to assume that. And under that assumption, I think it's fair to say he shouldn't have to necessarily like report on his brother doing that stuff because do you know how awkward that would be well, I, like how obviously biased he would be that's the no, so the, and I, I know that because I he'd agree. be biased on the original thing too but they were already praising him so much I agree with you completely he shouldn't be interviewing him right, right now that would be ludicrous name what two for the reasons you named one it'd be awkward as hell right Secondly, there was no way he could not falsely report. Right. And, and I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, oh, well, he's going to falsely report all the successes that he had early on. But the thing is, is this new stuff, he shouldn't report on that because it's bad. And he would, he would be biased in, in the worst sense, in the sense that he would try to make it seem less bad. But I think in the other sense, he's just trying to make it seem better than it was. But everyone was already so high on his horse. Do you know what I mean by that? I think I know what you're saying. And I'm not saying like there's no is less harm for him to glorify something that's already being glorified. Yeah, exactly. To, to make to tr- then to try to make that seem worse or, uh, or make it seem better. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And from CNN's perspective, I don't think they care. They're they, they, whatever. Like yeah, the only well, people I've, who are like waving the red flag about this are or ever whatever. They, what's the expression? Is that right? Uh, yeah, Raven red, the white red, flag. R- no, white flag surrender. Yeah, Raven. Only people get, the only people red, getting upset red about flag? this are, are the we'll get back conservatives back anyway. Flag. We think it's a red flag. I think it's red flag. Red flag. Conser- the, the conservatives. So like the like the people watching CNN, the people who are anyone, they don't care. But, but I, I was going to say you do know that you have a that's a really good point. I just I think it, uh, you know it's tough in hindsight because this would never have been a discussion if these 
allegations didn't come out. Right. And, and like, who, totally, how the heck is she supposed to know? And you're right. Like, it's totally possible that the brother did know. I, I don't think he would, though. I mean, but I'm just guessing. But I, you're right. He could have known. And in, in this case, that makes everything go to crap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough question. It is. I, I, I originally leaned towards saying that was ridiculous of Cuomo. Right. And that's because I don't like him. But then you made a good point. And it, honestly, it's, it's hard... I just don't. Hard want, to say. I just. I don't know. It's hard for me Who's to blame. To say? It, that's the truth. But it's hard for me to blame Chris so much just for. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. I think you have a good point too. If he if he knew about it, then that's especially ridiculous. We'll never know if he knows. No, if he knew, unless he's taking that to the grave. Yeah. Well, it's his brother. I mean, to be fair. Right. You always have to support family. Exactly. I don't think. I think no matter what. And I think. I think all these elected officials might lie to us and say oh the country's first i serve the country that's a load of baloney i mean oh yeah you're gonna back your brother 100 percent. oh yeah 100 chris Cuomo will lie to every cnn watcher in and honor maybe of his brother that's why he should not report this agreed and, and that's, that's why he should why not have reported the first time agreed agreed he i don't know tough there's no and uh, it's, it's a weird situation going off of this kind of like cnn fox situation Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, 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 Meghan Markle. Wow, it's all, it's everywhere. It's exploding. Uh, I see on every single, I'm on Snapchat, I see like, you know, those little mini news things. Right. See, on, I see the headline, every single one of them, like, the royal family's racist. Watch this bombshell interview with Oprah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you see, you know, and... I mean, obviously, it was a serious interview, and there were some serious things said, but yeah. just to kind of make light of this, uh, have you seen, like, Oprah's reactions? Like, no, like, no. Like, there's, like, pictures of Oprah. Is it funny? Like, they're, like, they're not videos, obviously, so you don't know what's going on, but there's, like, it's, like, Oprah just reacting to things. Yeah. And they're just so hilarious. Are they me- are they memeable? They are. Yeah, like, yeah. I believe they're being memed right now. Yeah. In the <laughs> meme factory. That's great. Uh, uh, big, that's, I mean, I'd say the best thing to come out of this is probably the memes. Right. Because my issue with this whole thing, I have an issue. I do have a major issue with yeah, it. I think a lot of people have a lot of issues with this. It's because it's, uh, I get what's going on here, if it's true, is, is unfortunate. Like, For sure. yeah, like, there's racism in the royal family. Like, it's 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 saying that Meghan Markle has seen, has like been ostracized or whatever. Right. They don't want the baby to be black. That's ridiculous. It's the craziest right. thing I've ever heard. Especially because Meghan's so light. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I don't even know why people like, like the. And I, I believe the baby's already born, and it's it's like. Well, I thought she had a big bump. Is she? Does she? Uh, I, I feel I like I've, seen, I've seen pictures of a baby. She. But any. But like. I don't imagine the baby being very dark in the first well, that, place. Exa- well, that just shows you. But they, they care. Not really, that that's baby, relevant. That baby is going to be... Obviously, it's not relevant at all, but... Just no, I know what you're saying. Well that, not, well, that makes them even more racist. Listen, yeah, right. this is, my problem with this is that this is just... Like, why are we giving so much attention to the exactly. royal freaking family? Exactly. And Who and gives a shit? These people are... They have, first of all, they have no power. They're just rich. They're just rich white people. Right. And, and, and <laughs> like, I don't know... I don't know. There's, there's. It seems like this is getting just as much attention as like the whole issue of systemic racism in and, our own country. And they're just heads of state. They're not heads of government. No, exactly. They're they just, don't do they're anything. Just they're just yeah, exactly. No, People just look to them and they're like, what do we do? They might have influence. I don't think they have political no, power. They definitely have influence. But um, I've been watching CNN and Fox recently. Are they, like, they reporting back on back. it. They were both reporting on oh, it. It's but not real. It's not real. News. CNN. I was actually watching Cuomo report on it, and Cuomo is very well. She, 
just because she's rich doesn't mean Megan can't have these feelings that she had. And um, like being suicidal is not a joke, or like, no, oh, gosh, suicide is not a joke, and, and all this stuff. And Cuomo is being very upset about all this stuff. And Cuomo, and this is Chris. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Just one of them. And no, the, I knew. I just and the him. left were kind of saying, hey, uh, all these conservatives are kind of giving this backlash about the royal family. Why do they care? They or like why do they care so much about the royal family if if they're like these revolutionary like conservatives that are supposed to hate the monarchy or something like that and i just thought that was so hypocritical because he himself is reporting on it like for what seemed like hours and he's you know what i'm saying and he's gonna yell at these conservatives for like having so many takes on it too do you know what i mean yeah, no, I get it. I'm, but I mean, I know what he's saying. But the point is, is not what he's saying. The point is that he's saying it at all. But also, on on the other end, the conservatives or the Fox News, I guess, was talking a lot about like um, she lives in a fifteen million dollar home. Like her and Harry are like doing perfectly fine. Like Harry left the royal family for her. She should be thankful to him. All this stuff. Ooh. Very complicated. Very complicated. And I'm not like I'm not a hundred percent in on Oprah to begin with. Like, what did she? Do? I don't know. Like, why is she worth two billion dollars or a billion and a half dollars? I mean, I don't know. She's like because she was like an, the one of the first like I mean, African American woman to like yeah. build her own me- media network. Right, media but like empire. I feel like like if you've been looking at any of the headlines and stuff, like Oprah is like such a big part of this story for no reason. Yeah, she just. You know like, what I mean? I agree. I mean, well, she's just like an outlet. I don't she know. gives them the. Well, she gives them the outlet, I guess. But they have it already. If the royal. No, but if you're if you're interviewed by Oprah, I guess that makes it a big they deal. Could have I don't care. Said I it. They could have said it. They could have said it to anybody on the street. Well, they want to be. Th- they want to make it a show. They want it to be theatric. They want to get the point across. So, do you think that that them ha- having this interview with Oprah was just a show, as you kind of just said? Because that would kind of feed I, into the megarchal, uh, not really. When it, when it comes to mental health, I get a little bit like, like I don't. I agree that the wealth thing should not like downplay her, her what she's dealing with. You can you can deal with you can have mental health issues at any any angle. Of course, I, the, my and, and like yeah, I think part of it there's a, I think there's a show. I think there's a little bit of a show going on. I'm not gonna say it's not bogus, but there's a, there's some theatrics to this. I just don't get why people. I don't understand why people care about these people. Like, yeah, it's like it's like I agree. I mean, it's the same idea with like someone famous dying. Like people die every day. Right. Like people act like they they are like they like. Oh my god, this person I, died. You never knew them. You I don't have, know these I people. I have the exact philosophy. I mean, people close people close to you, maybe people not close to you, are dying every single day, every single week, yeah. whatever. And then a celebrity dies that you listen to one song of theirs, and all of a sudden your world's over. And and I'm not downplaying death at all. I'm just trying oh. to give some perspective. Like I don't know, maybe. Maybe take that death of the celebrity that's on such a big platform and everyone pretends like they knew the person and apply that to like your personal life and try to value the lives of the people you know more yeah. instead of going on social media and saying rip so and so rips you know what I'm saying? Like what does that do? It does nothing. It does nothing. Well it does nothing and it's it's um But then again I, 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 do, I never blame I, I like I'm not gonna get mad people for doing that. I think right. you just gotta put in perspective. Like I my just to, I guess we'll just to wrap this so up, I, I would say that there are probably, and maybe it's controversial, and maybe it's not true. And I'm totally like wow. just saying this out of my butt. Wow, maybe it's controversial, maybe it's not true. But like, I feel like there's definitely people out there who are like out, like going like, oh, like Meghan Markle, like she's subject to this race, racist, racial 
she's, she's being subjected by this racist white family. It's it's a terrible injustice. Uh-huh. Like those and those and those same people saying that were probably less like um, committed to the cause um, of systematic racism during like the George Floyd shootings and all that. Like I feel like they're pro- I feel like there are definitely people out there who are more passionate about Meghan Markle being. Meghan Markle, who's a millionaire celebrity, being like because, objectified because than, like platform. than like an entire race of oh, people. I see, I see what you're, you're saying. Like, like you're more asking. attention to that than what 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 is a more than a real not a real issue, but is a more like I, widespread. I see, I see where you're going with overall. this because of Markle's platform. Maybe more people because of her are celebrity being, being somewhat. Yeah, exactly. They're being so much more sympathetic to her instead of yeah. the people who are dying and the people who are subject to serious discrimination. <laughs> And violence because of systemic racism. It's false sympathy. These people don't give a shit about you. Yeah. Right, I, just think, it, I just think it's interesting how much noise they got. That's all. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I was honestly, I was kind of struck by it. Yeah. Because I feel like, but I think this always happens with these royal family, this royal family hoopla. Yeah. Like, you don't hear about them for a while, but when something happens, I mean, it becomes I, I, big. There's I, like in a wedding. And crap. I didn't even know her name beforehand. I heard it. I, I would never, but if you asked me like a week ago, uh-huh. what's the name of the. Duchess of Sussex or whatever? Yeah, right. I would be like, I have no, no idea. Or Duchess of S. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know it was a Duchess until I read that online. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't know that she had a title. Weird. What is she? Oh, Former yeah. actress, I believe. Yeah. Probably like a C-list C actress. Fox, Fox News said that a lot. You were Former actress. Were you watching Fox News recently? I told you, I was watching both. Were you watching what? On TV? You, on, the on TV. Hotel room. You were flipping? I like to flip. Sarge says the flipping. He, he flows it. It's good to see two perspectives, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll like watch uh, CNN for like an hour and a half. We'll be like, all right, other side, and then we'll watch Fox for an hour and a half. And then sometimes one of them stays on longer than it's supposed to, but it's not by design or nothing. I uh, I always appreciate that. But I, I also appreciate somebody else flipping because it's like I have no control over this. Mm. You know what I mean? You don't like to have the control. No, I, I like when I'm just subject to whatever's on the TV, and I can I can have my own opinions because of that I know exactly what you mean buddy yeah alright so we're hitting the 840 mark yeah we we talked a lot we talked a lot we kind of steered away from our initial agenda but we did I do want to stick to one thing and that is you know we kind of just rolled though no, I'm no problem. We have the, we have this. I could have stopped kind this. Of to, kind of just to. I think it was like a, a great ping pong episode. ball between two paddles, <laughs> or between Forrest Gump's paddle and that wall. It's not going to stop. It's never going to stop unless, unless Forrest is like, I'm tired. Yeah, I want to stop. Forrest doesn't get tired. I want to stop, you know. Unless he was done running, which he was. I think I'm going to go home now. Exactly. I'm done running. And everyone was like, ah. Oh, no, they don't talk like that. Well, they they, they did though. It was a collective. Ah. You know the people that are following him? Yeah, they did kind of get so. Yeah, right? They're in like the middle of like the desert. Yeah. All right. What? Oh, such a good movie. And then, like. It's a great uh, movie. Uh, my favorite line Bubba was my best good friend. I don't know. I just really love seeing that. It's a, it's a good And then he talks about the shrimp. Oh, that word. Dear God, make me a bird so I can fly oh, far, far away from here. Oh, she was. You know, I didn't understand, like, when I first watched that movie, I was like eight. Uh-huh. I never understood her storyline, and then I watched it when I was like yeah. old enough to understand, like, oh, she's drugged up and all the time, and yeah, yeah. she's suicidal. I did not. Get she, she had some issues growing up too. Oh yeah, and the and whole like the, uh, the like the um, running in the cornfield and saying that prayer. With yeah, the, but the father was sexually abusing her. I, yeah. When I was little, I'm like, oh, like she like he, the father like kisses her a lot. That's kind of like what? I, I I didn't get it. Right, but that, he has another dimension. He seems mean, and he's touching her. That's why the, I think that's why the movie's so good because you can still enjoy it without getting all the dimensions of it at first, and then like the more watches, you kind of pick up on different things. Yeah, that's true. All right, we got to call my buddy Harrison. 
Harrison Weird. Southwick, co-host of Orange co-host. Wedge. He um, this is his first appearance on the show, um, which is surprising to me. We're gonna talk some sports. Yep. Um, we're gonna ask him some stuff. The plan is we're gonna we're gonna ask him about the Dak Prescott signing. Huge news. Uh, and he's gonna talk to us a little bit about his personal life, some things he wants to say. And then I, I have a little bit of a surprise for him too. So let's just give him a little. Oh, you have a surprise for him. Yeah, we'll uh, put him on the hot seat a bit. Wow. Um, I'm trying to get to my. I'm going to do a little um, FaceTime audio. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I'm just going to, you know, entertain the people. What's up, people? All right. Never mind. We're, we're getting closer to showtime. Is it this one? Uh, yeah. Harrison Southwick, you're on air. Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, there you are, Trust. I love that voice. <laughs> He's got a real sexy voice. How the hell are you, Harry? Well, uh, Ryan, first off, um, I, I had to make a statement for the audience to hear. Uh, I, I'm very upset with your co-host, William Manzi. Aren't we all? Whoa, what is that? Why? What's going on here? We would love to hear why. Uh, well, I will gladly tell you why. So here's, here's what happened. So, um, Trust, first off, I want to thank you for reaching out to me. And uh, checking in and seeing how my interview went this morning. I really appreciate that. Of course, of course. That never happens. Uh, um, Will, I can't say the same for you. Oh, my God. That's just unfortunate. You know, it's cool. It's cool. It's like, it's, it's all right. It's fine and all. But, you know, I just thought that one of my closer friends, Will Manzi, um, after we talked about it the night prior, wouldn't, you know, reach out, say, oh, how'd it go? But, yeah, you know. You would think, right? You know, I actually, um, that's my point. That's my bad. Um, I actually was thinking about that before I went to bed last night. I was like, oh, I got to make sure I ask Harrison how the interview went tomorrow. And I just got busy. That's my fault. So, but you know what? Maybe it's for the best that I didn't ask you because now we're live on the air and you can tell us how it went, Harrison. Give us some context, too. Well, I would gladly tell you how it went. And also, I don't think it's for the best because, um, well, I thought you loved me, but it's okay. I'll still talk Love about it. Love you strongly, man. I think that's fair, Harrison. I think it's a fair take. Yeah, I, take I as much time as you need. Well, I would like to let you know, um, personally, I think I killed it. Nice. Just gonna put that out there. Just gonna put that out there. I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, you know what I really thought brought it home today for me? One of the people there, uh, Christopher Roberts, great guy. You know, he saw my resume that I worked uh, part-time at Shaker Hill for a time period. And he said to me, you play golf, huh? I said, Christopher Robert, I, of course I play golf. I think I'm a pretty decent golfer. And he said, wow, you know, I've always wanted to play Shaker Hills. How is it? You know, I explained it all to him. And he's like, huh, yeah, this kid right here. So, you know, I, I think maybe that maybe that's what brought it home right there. Wow, that's awesome. I'm very happy for you. And I'm assuming you'll be able to play golf with him someday, maybe? Oh, Oh, we would we would hope so. We would hope so. So wow, so golfing is paying more dividends than just being able to beat me all the time and get the satisfaction from that. It also gives you some nice Well, well I don't get any satisfaction from beating you. Sorry. So, you get satisfaction you from beating me. Evan Cook, right? Uh, I get satisfaction from beating everybody, but you beat me most of the time. Well, I'll put that out there. I, I won't lie. That is complete and utter nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. I am not good at golf. But um, Will Manzi, Will probably the most technically sound golfer that I've ever played with. Well, not a bad teaser. Ryan, are you kidding me? You play with me. I am I, not. You know, if, if, if any of the listeners are familiar with uh, John Daly, there you go, right there. Well, it's not. He, it's not even technically sound. <laughs> And Will Manzi and John Daly are two in the same. But you know what? One in the same. What Harry was saying, uh, going back to this golf paying big dividends, as you said, too. 
you know, my grandma always said, if you could play golf, you can do business with anybody. Oh, that's why Will Mandy's going to make it in this world. Uh, that's that's why you're going to make it, Harrison. With this Christopher, Christopher Roberts, man. Christopher Roberts. Christopher Roberts, great guy. Well, Harrison, we're glad that your interview went well. Sorry I didn't reach out earlier. Um, okay, well. So we kind of want we we you know you know you're the co-host of Orange Wedge. You guys talk sports, you talk lifestyle, you have a lot of fun with music and food and stuff. And we know we know you're a pretty topical guy. So we have a few sort of diverse questions for you here. All right. All right. Hit me with. So we haven't talked sports yet, actually, today. So we we really have we haven't. We kind of got on our, we went on a tangent about some other stuff. Uh, so we just want to ask you, uh, what are you thinking? And I'll give our audience a little bit of context. What are you thinking about? This Dak Prescott contract. It's a so it's a four year deal. It's one hundred sixty million dollars. There's a max value of one hundred sixty four mil, which is just assuming he were to uh, collect all his incentives. It's one hundred twenty six mil guaranteed. There's a no trade clause, no tag provision. He makes forty two million on average the first three seasons. He makes seventy five million in his first season and is a sixty six million dollar signing bonus. Was this what, what is Dak Prescott worth it? Or the Cowboys, the Cowboys make the right call. Harrison, I want we want to know how you're feeling. Well, first off, um, the guaranteed money. You see, that's no problem for the Cowboys. They are easily one of the biggest organizations in the National Football League. So, you know, they have that money to spare through income, through sales, um, their seats and everything like that. So that right there is no problem. Um, I also want to say that they could have got Dak last year for around $30 million, but Jerry Jones had his finger up his butt, so... That's that. So I sure. do think they could have got them cheaper easily. I don't know if you guys agree with that. I agree 100%. 100%. I think that's really the only problem with this, actually. Yeah. Is the fact well, actually, I actually also have a couple more problems with that. You see, if you look at the money that this kid's getting, Dak Prescott is getting paid great money for being a good quarterback, and that's my issue. See, I, I agree with that. He's definitely getting paid like more than what he's worth, but... My view on it is just every quarterback that's good in this league and that a team needs to win is going to get overpaid. I mean, I think that's just what the NFL salaries are coming to these yeah. days. I mean, I, it's, it's inevitable. Players are getting overpaid. I mean, that's just what's happening. And I feel like Dak's just the first example of, well, maybe second, um, of a good player getting paid great money, like you said. Yes, I do. I do definitely agree with that. But, I mean, if I'm the Cowboys... And I'm looking at my team right now, if, and if I'm Dak and I'm looking at my team right now, if I really want to win, if I really want to make the playoffs, I want defense. They, that's, they desperately need defense. I would have personally taken a pay cut to get a better team around me, and then you know what? We win, we, I get paid more after that. But not, not everybody's as selfless as you are, Harrison. That's very true. It's true. Um, Harrison's a very selfless guy, and I will just add that, you know, they talk a lot about Dak's leadership ability. It's it's intangible. It's uh, I think Michael Irvin the other day likened it to Tom Brady's leadership. Well, okay, Dak. So he's you, the closest thing to Tom Brady. Well, no, but if you're up there with Tom Brady who's a leadership, yeah, shouldn't you be taking a pay cut? Tom Brady did his whole career. I completely agree. Exactly. And that's why Tom Brady wins, because he allows the organization to surround him with the pieces that he needs to win. And for Dak Prescott, a guy who I think he's a losing record against over 500 teams, I'm pretty sure on that, and he's made the playoffs once in his life, if I'm him, I'm like, I'm clearly not enough. We need more. Yeah, no, um, I definitely agree. Uh, I think the value um, is obviously a reach. But as Ryan said, I'm sorry, the, 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 the monetary value is a reach. But as Ryan said, you do, you have to overpay for quarterbacks. This is the market. They wouldn't have been able to resign, yeah. retain him 
if if they didn't give him that and they wanted to retain him, and I have no problem with that. And the, and the problem, the, and like both of you said, the issue is they should have paid him last year. Right. Because what, so. what, what happens with yeah. the injury, you know, he has that torny ACL. On, uh, yeah, no, it was a brush. It was like a broken leg, broken left tibia or something, something. like that. And they, so they were they started that season averaging 32.6 points per game. And the rest of the year, they averaged 21 points per game. There, everyone, every position player on that offense suffered mightily. His absence like proved so detrimental that his value actually went up. And that doesn't happen usually when a guy gets hurt so badly. So they should have just thrown, I mean, it's, it's all, of course, it's in hindsight, but they should have given him the money when he was initially asking it, uh, asking for it. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're all kind of in agreement here. That's uh, very true. And I'm also, I'm not sure if you know, but I'm almost 100% positive that five players on the Cowboys are within the top five pay grade for their position. So, I mean, I clearly, the issue isn't only Dak. Like, it sh- they just need to take a look at the organization as a whole. But then again, they have $15 million in cap space, I'm pretty sure. I think they have three sub-fifth-round picks. So they, they definitely have the opportunity to surround him with a better defense. But I'm just not sure how long-term it's going to be, and I'm not sure if Dak is the long-term answer. Yeah, the, 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 it, it will, they will be cap-constrained. And, I mean, I don't know. Jerry Jones, he's the owner, but he's also the acting GM. And they haven't won anything in 20 years, and he's made some questionable moves. And I, I think... I don't know. I think um, I don't think the issue is Dak. I think the issue is the the direction of the front office. I think that needs to be reconsidered. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I like I, I personally I like Dak. I, he's a likable guy. He's a true competitor. He's someone that gets really pissed off when they lose. He clearly wants to win, and I'm not going to get mad at someone that's a good guy getting paid money. I mean, he deserves money, but it's, it's, then again, it's not his fault. I agree. Um, however, to go back to what Will said. I hope Jerry Jones stays there because I hope the Cowboys continue to suffer um, mightily because <laughs> you don't like him. I represent all of America. I think when I say that too, wrong. <laughs> Fair, but yeah, I I cannot stand the Cowboys. I can't. No, I, I, mean, I can't stand them either. I mean, I want the Washington Football Team to win it every year, but that's just me. <laughs> no, that's not just you. That's your boy Ryan Tate's rubbing off on you. I actually just came off from playing basketball with him. Oh well, the listeners are familiar with Ryan. How about you uh, give us some, um, give us a little bit of an inside scoop on how he played, how, how he performed in the basketball court tonight. All right, you're gonna absolutely hate this. So the kid started off hot. He had two quote unquote NBA range threes, which they were very deep threes, and immediately got marked on the court. We were playing fives as a sharpshooter, and oh baby, uh, it I- was something else. I can just imagine that when that kid gets a boatload of confidence swelled up in him, he he is such a dink. Oh, my God. So, you know what he said to me? He said to me before we started playing, you see, there's a difference between a hooper and a basketball player. And to put it frankly, he's just a hooper. He came out there, hadn't shot a ball since the summer, drained two in a row. What are you going to say as a hooper? To put it frankly, I don't think he's either. Um, but, you know. And Harrison, oh, wow. Harrison, we know you um, are quite the diverse athlete um and will tells me that you have a new workout regimen uh can you walk us through that what's that what's going on there oh i will gladly walk you through that well you see uh as of last week i'm a part of the apple watch community so shout out to everybody else out there wearing the apple watch (laughs) um you know it's really put me into hyperdrive with this working out stuff i'll tell you that much and fashionable too and seeing the instant like satisfaction of filling up those rings the calories you burn it really keeps you going. I'll say that. Wow. Okay. Shout out to Apple. 
Shout out to Apple's definitely right. You know, I've been trying to get Will to, you know, lift a little weights with me. Uh, he, he's never down for it. But I always oblige. Oblige, uh, and then you know. But I, I can just tell that if you don't want to do it, then you're not going to get the results you want. And I don't want to get results or do. At the end of the day, he doesn't <laughs> want the results, and that's fine. But personally, I, I want huge triceps. Give them to me. And, oh, that's and, all you, and buddy. You're, yeah. And you're going to get them. And this Apple Watch is going to help you get them. Oh, it really is. Um, there's also a rumor going around that you're already a uh, hundred times stronger than Evan Cook, despite the fact that he's been working out every day of his life. Um, and yeah, you just I can gladly give you an insight to that one. You see, so I um, originally I said Devin Cook. I said Evan. I would love you if you gave me a workout plan. You are clearly a very fit person. You like working out, and you're friends with Tyler Leclaire. So I said, Evan, can you please give me a workout plan? And he said, Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, All right, don't, so I'll get one of them soon. Um, get on about a month later. Still nothing. So what did I do? I did research. I took notes, and I crafted perhaps the best full body workout plan to ever exist wow wow holy godoli you're telling me you really are a stallion huh i guess that i guess that descriptive word i used in my in our instagram story tonight was 100 percent correct um but harrison i hate to bring this to you but we're kind of nearing closing time here um before you leave i have just one question for you all right yes um would you rather be happy in a sad world or sad in a happy world? That's a great question, and I'm pretty sure you already know what I'm going to say about that. I personally would rather be sad in a happy world. I, see, I actually knew Harrison was going to say that be, just because of how selfless he is. God, don't even give him that crap. You know, I, I've, been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been kind of fronting this whole time and being nice to Harrison, but he is full of baloney. You would be you happy in a sad world. You know what, Harrison? There's, there's no well, room. Well, I want to let you know that I'm currently sad in a sad world. Well, <laughs> and, and there's no room for this kind of blasphemy that Mandy's talking about. Blasphemy? This guy? I'm and, giving him a free walk. And Harrison, we're going to have to close up here, so I'm just going to save you from this from this negative and treacherous <laughs> beast. That, that's a good hey, word for you, it. Thank you. Thank you. And I have one more thing to add. Um, Quickly here. Based off, based off how you you guys have been treating me i think the show should be renamed trusted mandy <laughs> uh, you see we actually we actually didn't really know what to call it but we we both came to consensus that mandy and trust just sounds better because it it just does it just has that sound yeah, yeah. perhaps it sounds better but you know saying mandy when he's acts so mean to me just rolls off the tongue bad <sighs> and and that's that's fair because he was i recommend good. a poll on your instagram story <laughs> that's that's a good insight Thank you. But hey, Harrison, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, I appreciate you guys having me. We appreciate all your takes, and uh, we apologize on the behalf of. I apologize. I'm, I'm a bad person. It's in my it's in my uh, nature, you as you know, Harrison. Bad people don't well. Huh? We're all bad people. That's for sure. All right, buddy. Bad we'll see you. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good night. No problem. Have a good night, Harrison. Good night, guys. Well, what a gentleman. What a charm to have on. Um, I know I gave him a hard time, but it's what buddies do. That's the truth. We are at the 8.59 mark, my friend. Yes, we are. We've had a pretty jam-packed episode. Did you know? Um, why, aren't you, why don't you tell the audience uh, what else is new about this BC pizza delivery situation? So we know you ordered a pizza from this new delivery service yep. straight to our dorm. Ooh. But I believe there's some other information you're not telling us. I applied. 
to be a part of the pizza delivery team. What? I have an interview tomorrow. What? I'm serious. I already have a job on campus, but I'm thinking I want to make some extra bucks. Because I have errands I run every week, you know? And I need to finance those errands, okay? And um, Everyone needs to finance their own errands. Exactly. So I apply, and um, hopefully... I'll be out there delivering delicious sweet pizza pies before you know it. Is there any certain person that you hope you deliver a pizza to if you get the job? Okay, well, there is this one person. Oh, there is. I, but I, I have a little bit of a crush on her, right? <laughs> but I'm, always, I'm, I'm, always, I'm honestly hoping I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm half hoping I don't, half hoping I do, you know? Um, but that it makes me nervous, undoubtedly. I, it, regardless of what I want to happen, I'm nervous regardless. Right. That's alright. Um, and we're going to keep her uh, identity anonymous? Yes, 100%. Okay. Um, listen, guys, um, we had a great show. We talked about some great stuff. Um, we we're going to talk. We had an agenda with some other stuff on it, but, we're, but it's actually good because we can just talk about it next week. That's true. It's, a beauty of, it's the beauty of a weekly podcast, right? And so, uh, yeah. And um, that's the beauty of having our own podcast. We can talk about whatever, whatever we, want. we want. There's no one telling us. No one's no. pulling strings and crap. There's no, no like, strings. There's no writing team that's like, you have to say this and that and this and that. No. Um, and then tonight we're also going to try out a new little we thing. We don't have right? ghostwriters. We do our own thing. Oh, we're not like Drake, you know? No. Whoa. Well, people get a little testy about that. Yeah. I just don't. I don't think he's, I mean, I don't care. Um, I don't care either. I, just, I don't think so. What are we trying out tonight after the show? What are we trying, sorry, what are we trying out as an outro to the show? We um, we should try goodbyes. We're, so we're going to play, so guys, we're gonna, we'll, we'll cut it up, we'll cut it up later and put it in, but the show will end with you guys hearing the song Goodbyes. By Post Malone. By Post Malone. Just an excerpt of it. And to the older crowd out there, if you don't know who Post Malone is or you don't listen to Post Malone, go ahead, search him up on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you need to do, and you listen to his most recent album. Because in, in my personal opinion, it's his best album. And you just hit That's shuffle. a hard take and a half. I agree. I know it is. Um, but that's my firm belief. I think, I mean, they're, they're, he has three beautiful albums. That's not, don't get me wrong here. They're beautiful albums. But anyway, you just, you hit shuffle on one of the albums. You hit shuffle on him in general, and you just drift back, and you just enjoy. And they'll be able to drift back and enjoy when we, when we, when we play that little, little portion of that song as we go off. And we might, you know, if we get a good reception, we might use it all the time. Because we kind of need a little outro music. We eventually got to need some intro music, too. That's true. And it's perfect, because we're good saying goodbye. The like song's a, called Goodbyes. Like Feet Young Thug. Yeah, nobody cares that Young Thug's in it. I do. But yeah, like the intro could be like a, a bada bing or you know, like a Something bada like boom that. or like a bada 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 bing boom. Maybe you DM us your suggestions if yeah. you're listening. Yeah, well, do you guys have any good intro situations? Because, I mean, Rogan's got that introduction. The Bill Simmons show's got a little... Um, yeah, Rogan does the three, two, one. And, they, and there's a little like... The Joe Rogan show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thing. Joe Rogan experience. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. All right, um... Ryan, uh, do me the honors. See, I never know how to do this. Just do it. All right. Um, well, that was our show for today, Thursday, March 11th. We will see you in exactly seven days. Yes, exactly, sir. Exactly. Exactly an hour before now um, in seven days. And we're excited. And, yeah, we are. And right now, we're and we're going to go celebrate one year anniversary of BC going remote. Right we now, so. we are absolutely are. And there were some things that happened last year when we went remote, actually. What? <laughs> You know, some people got a little too excited. Ryan, did you get a little too excited? I got a little too excited. Uh, it, it's just, it, it was a sad we, thing. We were leaving campus. Uh, we loved campus. It was not sad at all. Don't well, even lie. Whether it was sad or not, there was a lot of... It was exciting regardless. There was a lot of, a lot of binging. 
binging of happiness. Binging of things. Binging of things. And hey, hey, you, hey. It led to an excess. You, you, you gave in your bad side, the bad person side of you. It's a little too much, right? Perhaps. That's a good way to put it. All right, buddy. But that's going to do it for us tonight. We look forward to talking to you guys uh, next Thursday. And um, we will see you then. Go listen to Post Malone. Yes, sir. I'm no good at goodbyes.